Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM. If you have your Bibles, uh, let's go to 2 Timothy. And I'm going to be reading out of the NIV version. Um, and brother on um, David, right? David, dude, I gave you some notes, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. Okay. Second Timothy, I said the fourth chapter, right? Let's do this. Let's start with Second Timothy, the second chapter. We're going to read the first and second verse. Uh, again, I'll be reading out of the um, Amplified Version. Second Timothy, second chapter. <clears throat> <clears throat> Pastor, um, Pastor Dwayne PD, Pastor Courtney, listen to this. So you, my son, be strong, strengthened inwardly in the grace, spiritual blessing that is found, that is to be found only in Christ Jesus. And the instructions which you have heard from me, along with many witnesses, transmit and entrust as I deposit to reliable and faithful men who will be competent and qualified to teach others also. 14th verse, remind the people of these facts and solemnly charge them. Somebody say charge them. Charge, charge them in the presence of the Lord to avoid petty uh, controversy over words, which does, not, which does no good, but upsets and undermines the faith. Somebody say the faith. The faith of the hearers. Now, let's go to 2 Timothy, the fourth chapter. We're going to read the first through the fifth verse. 2 Tim Timothy, the fourth chapter. You guys have that? All right. So let's read. I charge you, again, PD, Pastor Courtney, in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by in light of his coming and his kingdom, Hurled and preach the word. Keep your sense of urgency. Stand by. Be at hand and ready. Whether the opportunity seems to be, say this with me, favorable, favorable. Or, unfavorable. or unfavorable. Whether it is convenient or inconvenient. Whether it is welcome or unwelcome. You as preacher of the word are to show people in what way their lives are wrong. And convince them, rebuking and correcting warning and urging and encouraging them, being unflagging or weak or fatigued and inexhaustible in patience and teaching. For the time is coming when people will not tolerate, endure, sound and wholesome instruction, but having itching ears for something pleasing and gratifying, they will gather to themselves one teacher after another to a considerable number. Chosen to satisfy their own liking and to foster the errors they hold. And we'll turn aside from hearing the truth. Man, does that sound like we're in that time? Yeah. And we'll turn aside from hearing the truth and wander off into myths and man-made fictions. As for you, be calm and cool and steady. Accept and suffer unflinchingly every hardship do the work of an evangelist, fully, per, uh, fully perform all the duties of your ministry. Yes. 
Uh, now I know I read a lot, but we're going to break all this down. So I want to put an em put emphasis on this. He says, I charge you. That's what Paul is saying to his son, Timothy. I'm charging you. So that's simply the message today. This charge I have to keep. We all have a charge that we have to keep. And as your leaders begin to release you all into different aspects and different phases of ministry, you have to hold on to your charge. You have to hold on to your charge. So another word for charge is this, ascribe responsibility to. So when you get your assignments, because assignments are coming up, some assignments are going to be rearranged. Some of you have been in positions and places that you may have held for a while, and some of you will be moved out of those positions into another position, and then there will be others that are going to come behind you. So your responsibility is going to be to train those that are coming behind you. Not be jealous of them, but to encourage them and to push them as they release you. So this charge I have to keep. So the background of this story, um, of this book is Paul, second letter to his son, Timothy, and his son in the gospel while in prison. Paul is coming towards the end of his life. So as you guys are coming to the, ends of this, the end of the phase of this ministry, end of this phase, this phase, getting ready to step into the next phase, that's why the charge is coming. Because they're going to have to free up themselves in some ways in order, because you want them to hear from God, right? Right. So they're going to have to free themselves up and you guys will be able to help them do that so that they can hear from the Lord the way they need to. Now, knowing your pastors, they have a heart for y'all like mad, like they love y'all like for real, for real. And that's beautiful that God said in his words, that word that I would give you shepherds after my own heart. And what, they, what would they do? Feed you with knowledge and with understanding. So. Paul is sharing with Timothy, look, I'm coming to the end of my life, but I want to know that the ministry that I have imparted into you is going to be carried on. Not just me, but your, your grandmother and others that have imparted into you. So I'm charging you. I'm giving you this responsibility, which is a heavy thing. When you consider the works of Apostle Paul and all the things that he did, I'm, I can only imagine young Timothy is like, whoa, wait a minute, time out, partner. You're talking about you're going to charge me with work that you once did? Imagine how the disciples felt whenever Jesus told them, greater work shall you do in my name. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Savior of the world. Hold up. You're the Savior of the world. You're the one that, that's healing the um, sick, that's causing blind eyes to open. We couldn't even cast a little devil out. And you're telling us that greater works we're going to do in your name, not just the apostles and the disciples, but he's also given us the same charge. So like a good parent, right, you will want to set your children up for success. So like good pastors, they're going to set you guys up for success. They're not setting you up for failure. They are setting you up for success. Not just success in the church. We have enough successful people in the church, but they're not successful in the world. They, I mean, they walk around with the deacon keys. You can't tell them nothing. When them deacon keys just a rattling and anytime. What you doing with that paper on it? Get that paper off that floor. But once they leave the church, they have no authority or power. No. 
The kingdom of God need us to walk in power, not just in the church, but whenever we step outside these doors, that people look at us like, oh, no, dog, you don't want to play with them right there. Right? So here's the responsibility. Here's the charge. Because Paul told Timothy in that third verse of the fourth chapter, for the time is coming when people will not tolerate, endure sound or wholesome instructions. Man, I tell you, with this invention of social media, now let's be honest, we can find a preacher to say whatever we want them to say. We can just pull up YouTube. My God, we can just go to Facebook Live. And there is a preacher that's talking about not listening to your man or woman of God because you got mad at them. And now you have an alt against them. And there's somebody, I guarantee you that you can find them. And they're saying, well, if you have an alt, I understand it's time for you to leave the church. No, more mature Christians would say, hey, pastor, you know, you said something today that I want to talk to you about. Can we set up a meeting? That's what a mature Christian would do. Instead of running to Facebook or running to whatever, wherever your favorite social media platform is, finding someone that's going to itch your ears. Man, isn't it amazing how many people that will leave church because of offense? But they won't leave a job because the, the boss told them you're going to have to work an extra four hours. I ain't working an extra four. <laughs> and I guarantee you their first thing is, and I'm walking off this job. I guarantee you that's not their first response. Their first response may be, well, I'm, I, I mean, I'm going to come in late tomorrow. But they have not said, they have not said, I'm leaving this job. So why can't we apply that same tenacity to stay at that job after a man has told you to do something you don't want to do whenever we get an offense from the pastor because he's telling us the truth. Listen here, y'all. The word of God is an offense all by itself. Whether anybody tells you about it or not, you read it. The word of God will offend you. So that's why I have a sometimes I have to struggle with. You know, with everything being, well, you know, it's just wonderful and the Lord loves you. And and I understand that because he really does. But there have been times when I have read this word and I'm like, God, really, that's what you think about me right now? (laughs) But I thought you loved me. But what parent who don't love their child won't chasten them? As a matter of fact, the scriptures tell us that's how you know you're a child of God. Whenever the Lord rebukes you and he chastens us. But we'll be okay with the Lord doing it. But whenever the man or woman of God comes and try to correct something in our lives, ah, who do you think he is? Who does she think she is? She's a woman just like I'm a woman. He's a man just like I'm a man. He got to pull on his pants the same way. You know what? You are right, but the oil on their life is different. That's why the Lord have you here. Now, listen, I'm telling you guys from I walked 15 years with my man to God, and those weren't all pleasurable. I'm like, ooh, I get to walk with the man of God. I'm a, I'm a bearer. <laughs> Hallelujah. I can, I can tell you right now, I was just with him um, yesterday. It was not those years, y'all. There were years where he called me out on the carpet publicly. He'd be like, Maceo. And as soon as he said, I'm like, yes, sir. What you just thought, like that kind of discernment, what you just thought is wrong. You need to clean that up. Scooby Doo, oh, right. Or no, real talk. And there were times whenever, as a single man, he would call me and he would say, How's your flesh doing? 
Straight like that. It wouldn't be no, hey, man, you know, I'm just calling um, to check on you. Um, you know what I'm, um, I'm just calling. How's your day going? What's going on? He'll just call and say, hey, you just came up in my prayer closet. How's you, how you doing in your flesh? And because I know he called like that, I'm like, Pastor, today I'm struggling. <laughs> Ooh, there's a fire burning. It ain't the Holy Ghost. <laughs> there's a fire all in me. <laughs> and it ain't the Holy Ghost. But because I knew, listen to what I'm saying, but because I knew of the position that he held in my life, I submitted to that. Was he perfect? No. He made mistakes. Did he always get it right with me? No, he didn't. But I knew that that's where God had assigned me. And there were times I tried to run. I literally, one Sunday after a service, I got upset. And I threw the money on the, because he, you know, I had the money. No, this is real talk. I threw the money on the floor and I bailed out of the church. I cut my phone off. And now I had an hour and a half drive back to where I live from the church. So imagine that. You tell me if there ain't no dedication. I'm driving an hour and a half one way to get to my church, right? And I was doing this twice a week. So I threw the money down, man. I jumped in that truck. I was cut off my phones like I don't care who called me. I ain't going back. This is it. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of this. And I'm driving. I'm being convicted the whole time. You did not handle that right. You're wrong for that. I don't care, God. I don't care. But then also praying. Also praying. Lord, don't let me hit nothing. God, don't let me die. Because I'm a, if I die, I'm going to hell today. God, don't let me die. The whole time, I'm mad, but yet I'm praying because I know that I'm, I was wrong. Now, did I have grounds to do, do what I did because of what I got upset for? Yeah, I had a little bit of leverage with that, but the way I handled it was wrong. Right. Now, if my ears were so itchy, I could have just went and pulled up YouTube real quick, and I could have found Pastor Bobo. Pastor Bobo is talking about how to leave your church. <laughs> and I would have been like, oh, God, that's you. That's you. That's you, God. I know that's you. Why, why whenever I pull him up, he was the first one that popped up? <laughs> Y'all know how we do as believers? Why he the first one? God, I don't know what to do. So, God, whenever I pull up YouTube, whoever is speaking, that's what I'm going to do. And the devil will have it set up to where you pull up a person that's talking about the things that's causing your ears to itch. So Paul is telling Timothy, (laughs) he says, I'm charging you so that you can charge your people. All right. So I don't I'm not going to go through all of these different chapters of what. He was saying, I'm just going to go straight to this fourth chapter because I want to give you this. I'm going to use the analogy of a cell phone when we talk about this charge I have to keep. Yeah, right. How many of us have a cell phone? How many of us are Apple users? Y'all are saved and sanctified. How many? Filled with the Holy Ghost. How many Droid users do we have in the house? Y'all, y'all been delivered. Y'all being delivered, right? <laughs> Amen. Yeah, touch touch your neighbor if they have a drawer and say get delivered. No. I tried the drawer, y'all. I promise you. I tried that Galaxy 7, I think it was. That Galaxy 7 took me around the world. And I felt like Lisa Stanfield. Been around the world and I I I can't find my baby. I felt like Lisa Stanfield up in that Jones. Right? I'm glad y'all know that analogy, because I kn- I know it's kind of dating me, but <laughs> uh, can, I, can I talk about secular music in your church? Okay. I don't want y'all to think like, I knew he won't say. I know he won't say. He's talking about that secular music. 
But so, yeah, we're going to use the analogy of a cell phone about keeping your charge. So how do we lose our charge? This is one of the ways that we lose our charge. Too many apps open. We can lose our charge because we have too many apps open. And apps is actually an abbreviation for this. Accessible to people, places, and situations. We are too accessible. Apps make it easy for you to get from one place to another on your phone, right? Whenever I want to check my bank account, what do I do? Pull up an app. Whenever I want to go to YouTube, and this is no plug to YouTube, none whatsoever, unless you guys are going to Moments with PD. That's the only time, right? That's a plug. <laughs> but only thing I have to do is what? Go to the app. Whenever I want to check Facebook, what do I do? I don't even have to go to www.facebook.com slash my name. I can just go to the app. That is, we have too much accessibility. People have too much accessibility to us. Situations. We find ourselves being brought into everybody's situation. Too accessible. We have made ourselves accessible to everything, people, places, and situations. It will drain your charge. Second thing is, what's running or operating in the background? That thing that's running and operating in the background of our lives. So whenever we hear the pastor say, um, whenever we hear the pastor say, y'all, we're believing God that we're going to be, we're going to build a debt-free ministry. It's going to be, it's going to seek 5,000. It's going to have the state of the art this and the state of the art that. It's hard for us to conceive that because we're so far in debt ourselves and we don't recognize that we have bondage that's running in the background that won't allow us to see a building that is paid off. My wife did a teaching at the top of last year, and she said that debt is like a noose around our neck. And every time the Lord sends the blessing, we can't enjoy it because we're having to give it to debt. That's real talk. Now, that's coming from a group of people. Listen, y'all, y'all want to know something crazy? I'll share this with you. We're still talking about what's running in the background. Whenever on the day of my wedding, on the very day about five or six hours before the wedding, I get a knock on the door. So I'm upstairs shaving because I'm about to go see this thing right here. I'm like, boy, this is a, whoo I know this is the Lord. And one of my um, best men was in the house with me. So he ran downstairs and opened the door. Baby, you okay with this, right? I'm already out there, right? right. Okay, and we're over. It's, it's on. So he ran down and opened the door. Opened the door, there was the sheriff. So he runs back up, and my friend Pee Wee, you have to know him, Pee Wee is like, um, um, Maceo, um, sheriff, sheriff downstairs said he need to talk to you. And I'm like, Pee Wee, stop lying, man. It was like, nah, man, he's downstairs. He said he need to talk to you. I was like, okay. So I go downstairs. He was like, are you James Harris? Oh, that's my government name. I shouldn't have said that. I said, yes, sir. He said, um, uh, here's some papers for you. And I'm like looking at him like, uh, what, is, what are these for? He's like, I'm not sure but um, you need to take care of them as soon as possible. I'm standing there with these papers in my hand. I'm like, I'm about to get married. And I told him, I said, sir, is this something that can wait until after my honeymoon? I said, because I'm about to get married in a couple of hours. He kind of chuckled at me. He was like, I think you can, say, but you need to open it and check it out for yourself. So I opened this dog. I got, sir, papers that these jokers are about to set a judgment on my house because of debt. 
that I owed that I was playing dodgeball with. <laughs> I ain't playing that card. I ain't doing it. I don't care. I don't care. So I'm looking at it, and the first thing that hit my head is, Stacy ain't going to want to marry me because I said I told her everything about my life. So how am I going to go? How am I going to explain to her that I just got served papers, and they putting a judgment on my house, so the little bit of money that I am making is about to be garnished. So the Lord was merciful. We made it through the marriage. We get um, to the honeymoon night. That morning we wake up, and our, uh, I said, babe, I got something to tell you. Now, this, my wife is beautiful, and she's all of that, but my wife is also crazy, <laughs> right? Yeah. Hey. So she said, do you got a baby you didn't tell me about? <laughs> I said, I was like, okay, so that's a worst case scenario, so this ain't going to be too bad, right? <laughs> that was a worst case scenario, so this isn't going to be too bad when I tell her. I was like, nah, babe. I said, I got served papers on a credit card bill that I, you know, I didn't pay, and now nah, I really forgot about it, but they served papers to me on our wedding day. She said, Okay, well, we just got to take care of it. She said, but we're going on our honeymoon, and we'll deal with it whenever we get back. I'm like, yes, thank you, Jesus, that she's still with me. So, but for that mere fact that I had this noose around my neck, it's, it was running in the background. That debt was running in the background. So when we got back from the honeymoon, we started putting things into play. We're going to knock out this debt. We're going to kill it. We're going to kill it. Within a year, under a year time, we had knocked out about ten, eleven thousand $11,000 in debt. We got that, new, that news from around our neck. But it's not, that's not the only thing that can be running in the background. It can be unforgiveness that is in our heart. That whenever there's an offense that comes because of the word, and the Bible talks about that, offense comes because of the word, we remember what our old pastor did and said to us. And we persecute the new pastors over this offense. It's running in the background. And there are many things. I don't want to just go on and keep saying what it could be because people are going to say, well, he didn't say my thing, so I'm good. No. <laughs> Whenever I said what's running in the background, you automatically, it came up. Yeah. So it's that thing yeah. that the Father wants to deal with. The third thing is excessive use of your gift without replenishing will kill your charge. You're always in the own position. Always in the own position, pretty much like too many apps. You're always in the own position. You're not that important. Shut it down. There are some things that you're just going to have to learn the anointed word, no, concerning. You cannot be everything to everybody. Some people are just going to have to learn the hard way, unfortunately. You know, some parents, sometimes you're just going to have to pull your hands off the kids and let the Lord handle them because it's draining your charge for what God has called you to do. If they are over 21, that's on, listen, that's between them and God at that point because they grown. Now my grandma let me go at 16 after she whooped me. <laughs> yeah. My last whooping was at 16 and she said to me, and she, now, my grandma was old school. I was raised by my grandma. She didn't take baths with those little bath cloths. She took them with them towels. Y'all know the ones? Yeah. Not the big towel, but the one in between in the middle. That's what she took baths with. Right? 
So, and my grandma was shorter than I, and I, she said, Maceo, get up and go to church. I just kind of laid there, and I had in my mind, I'm not going to church today. I laid there. She said, I'm going to tell you one more time, get up and go to church. So I heard her walk into the bathroom, and I had to go through her room to get to the bathroom. So whenever I heard the bathroom door open, I jumped out of bed. I didn't have a shirt on. I just had, like, some shorts on, and I jumped out of bed, and I started walking in. That little lady took that long bath rag, and she went, pop, pop, pop. I, y'all, I stood there like this. And she turned, and she said to me, and she took her little index finger. She said, Maceo, I not did all I could do to raise you. Whatever you do with your life from this point on is on you, and it's off me. Those were her very emotions. And when I tell you her words stung worse than that, them, that, that towel that was around my back, it made me recognize that I have responsibility that I got to take now. All those years of teaching and things that she imparted into me, now she was saying, it's on you. What you going to do with it? It was my charge. At 16, like, ma'am, that ain't even fair. You ain't even gave me a chance yet. I'm just 16. I got hormones. I got all these things raging in me. But to those children that are above age, y'all, parents, you got to let you got to trust the Lord with them because you will find yourself going around and around and around a, a mountain while they're trying to find their way and you're losing yours. Yes, Lord. Didn't the Lord help you find your way? Yes. Didn't the Lord bring people in your path to help you to find your way? Well, he's the same God that will help your child find their way. Our prayers are prayer protection and a hedge of protection around them, but they got to find their way because it's going to drain your charge. You'll be too out to do anything from God because you're running to get them out of jail. You're running to pay their credit card debt. You're running to do this. They're 35 and you're still paying their cell phone bill. That's not fair to you. You have raised them. So excessive use of your gift, never getting adequate amounts of rest will drain your charge. I don't care how anointed we are. The moment that we cease to rest is the moment that this temple that the Holy Ghost lives in will cease to operate. And God could be calling us wherever he wants. He's telling us we're going to go. But our body doesn't have the capacity because we we don't rest. It would drain our charge. And then this is the other thing is not excessive, but always in warfare. If you find yourself in spiritual warfare all the time, you need to stop, pause and say, God, where am I missing it? Because the life of the believer shouldn't always be warfare. There may be times and seasons that we, we come up against resistance in the spirit, and we know we're going to have to war against it, but ain't nobody that anointed in this earth that every day of your entire life you can stay in warfare. Ain't nobody that anointed. Even my Savior said, y'all going on the other side, (laughs) and I'll meet you because I'm going up to this mountain. Now, if Jesus did that, who are we? If Jesus saw the importance of taking a rest and not being that engaged all the time, who are we? Now, let me tell you how to keep your charge, all right? And we're going to move this along. Amen. Y'all, y'all enjoying the word? Y'all together? Y'all with me? How to keep your charge. Watch what you're downloading. Watch what you're downloading. How does it benefit your destiny? I went through my, my phone last night when I got to the hotel, and I was, I mean, dude, I'm, David, you the man, because I know I'm saying stuff that I didn't even see you, and that's sometimes what happens. But I got to my hotel last night, and I'm reading over my message, 
And I just pulled out my phone and I saw how many apps I had open. I had 55 apps open. Now, I'm sure at some point in time, I was accessing and I was using all of those. But what, what? And some of them have no benefit to my purpose and destiny, none whatsoever. So why did I download it? I'm going to tell you guys the reason why we download some things, because it's appeasing to our flesh. Can't we just be honest about this? There is still a fleshly nature to us. And there are things that our flesh desire at times that our spirit is like, no, but our flesh want it. Like that cheesecake. I'm not talking about you this time, Peter. I'm talking about myself. <laughs> Let me just turn this side. <laughs> I'm really not talking about you because I got this thing with cheesecake, sweets, chocolates, and all of that. And I know that sitting down eating two little Debbies ain't the best thing for me. <laughs> Them oatmeal cakes be getting me through. Yes. Y'all don't know. <laughs> Yeah, it be getting me through. It don't benefit my destiny or my purpose. None whatsoever, but oh boy, my flesh be like, oh, the joy that floods my flesh, not my soul. So what are you downloading? What information are you receiving that is hindering you from maintaining and holding on to your charge and responsibility that you have? Who are you associated with? Ah, oh, yes, Lord. I'll be the first one to tell you guys ain't about just quickly cutting people off because the Savior didn't cut me off like that whenever I gave him absolute right to do so. I'm very careful with that because now we have the cut off spirit. I say something to you that makes you mad. You're ready to cut me off. But if I was saying something to you that's going to help you, why do you want to so quickly cut me off? If anything, you should lean into me. It's like, man, how did you see that, Maceo? God. Man, I miss that. But whenever that flesh is involved, that flesh don't want to be controlled. Our flesh will be out of control until our spirit, Lord, rises up and it controls what we do in our flesh. Amen, church. So some of us need to die to our flesh. Hey, it ain't bad. I mean, no, it's bad, but don't feel like God is through with you because that flesh will wreck your life. It will, the flesh caused me to do, flesh and my own desires caused me to do stuff that my spirit was like, eh, eh. as I'm driving over there, the spirit's like, eh, 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 eh. <laughs> but my flesh, <laughs> my flesh was like, New York, like, let's roll up in this piece. But that was because of what I was entertaining, what I had already downloaded. I had already downloaded in myself what I was going to do. And I didn't quickly delete that app or that phone number or that email or that last text message. I didn't quickly do it. I was like, let me just hold on to this. But those are the things that would zap you of your charge. You will forget about your responsibility to the church and to the Lord. You will forget about your responsibility because we hear, but God understands my heart. He does. And that's why he says that at times the heart is desperately wicked and who knows it? But you follow your heart. Your heart is going to, man, if that heart has not been submitted to the spirit of God, don't follow it. That's what that scripture is talking about. Know that your heart is submitted to the Spirit of God. And I'm not talking about perfection, but I'm talking about we know when we're submitted to the Spirit of God in a thing. 
And if you know that your register has been off all week and then all of a sudden Ray Ray hits you up and Ray Ray is like, yeah, I know it's been a minute, but you know, I'm saved now. And uh, yeah, hallelujah, praise God. You know, and he just saw you post something on Facebook about Kingdom Living Ministries having this big event, right? Yeah, you know, I, I was just, you know, praying and, um, you know, the Spirit of God told me to just reach out to you on, on Facebook. And, you know, I saw that you were having something going on at your church. And, you know, I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about, you know, about what's, what's going on with it. And you're like, oh, Ray Ray not got saved. Ray Ray not gave his life to the Lord. Oh, he, he even sound good talking about it. Yeah, Quisha do the same thing. Not just Ray Ray, but Quisha will hit you up the same way. And before you know it, you find that soul tie that you had with Ray Ray, you thought that was completely dead until you heard his voice. And so now Ray Ray is ready to come and zap you of your charge and your responsibility to sub- celibacy. Okay. Let me, let, let me move on. Mm-hmm. You're charging your responsibility to be in that intercessory prayer and praying. Because of something that you downloaded that does not benefit your spirit. Second thing is this. Pay attention to your low battery alert. How many of us do it? That low battery alert, come on, and we're still on the phone. <laughs> because the conversation is that good, right? Or oh, it's just that holy that I got to keep. I don't want to. And your charger is in the next room, but you don't want to leave your position. Or you left it out in the car, whatever it may be. But that low battery alert is telling you something is going on that you need to resist using until you're able to recharge. Our spirit will let us know whenever we're falling. There is nobody in here that ever just blindly walked into sin. Man, I know people don't talk about sin, but sin is still a thing, y'all, right? Sin is still a thing. Grace is a thing, most definitely, but sin is a thing also. And there's nobody in here, none of us have just said, hmm, all right, I'm going to fall into sin. Sin is something that the believer do gradually because our spirit has changed, right? So we gradually walk towards sin. If our spirit hasn't changed, then listen, we, we like, man, I can sin all I want to. But because our spirit has changed, we gradually walk towards wow. that thing. So you have to pay attention and whenever you find yourself some things that used to not trip you up, now tripping you up. Hmm. I used to not engage in conversations about my church or my leaders. But this person is a leader in the church, so I think it's, it's okay because they're right there with the leaders. So I know that they, I know they're okay. And they begin to feed this garbage in your ear. Now, normally, you would just be like, no, you ain't talking about my pastors like that. That ain't how, we're going, how, that ain't how this is going down today. Now, you can go and talk about, you're not going to talk about my leaders. Man, I know nobody talks about y'all, right? So y'all, I don't care, it's in every church. Let me just be honest. <laughs> it's in every church. No church is exempt from this little cluster of people who the Bible say would get offended and they will go and share it with somebody else. And then before you know it, many are defiled, right? So usually you don't even entertain that because you're on a low battery alert. You begin to listen here. You begin to listen to that conversation. And now your spirit is like, stop it. But your battery is low. You don't have the strength to move from it. Oh, wow. And before you know it, now you're looking at your leaders cross-eyed. Where did all that come from? Your battery was low and you didn't stop pause to go and change it. 
or to go and charge it. We give in to temptations easily. We have an apathetic attitude, and this is the key. Whenever you know that the low charge alert is on, we begin to slowly move away from the body of believers. We slowly move away from the body of believers, and we don't recognize, we recognize, okay, something is different. Why am I? But your, your, your battery, your charge is low. You, you let go of your responsibilities, and before you know it, you're out of the door, and they're wondering, where did they go? We've been calling them. They're not picking up. What drove you away from your protection? That's what a true body of believers are. They're protection. Ain't no way in the world that I will be a believer in this world, and I don't have a group of people who are the body around me that's helping to protect me. As I shared with the young man, that there's, there's um, safety in the multitude of counselors. You get around the right body, the right body will help push you towards your purpose and destiny. The right body will let you know, hey, I saw you slipping or I see you sleeping in some areas. You may need to do this or you may need to. You get around the right body. You're in the right body. Don't let nothing or anyone drive you guys out of this body. Amen. Amen. And the third thing is connect to a good power source quickly. Connect to a good power source quickly. Worship, prayer, communion of the saints. Because if you don't connect to the right power source, you will have a data breach. (laughs) Android. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) You will have... A data breach. And that is actually an acronym that I want to share with you guys, and this is where we're going to close. You will have a breach of your destiny because you're not plugged into the right power source. I just recently learned that they say whenever you're in the airport, don't plug your phone into a USB port that you want to use your regular power outlet to plug in because that as soon as you plug it in USB, it starts downloading your data. Right? So it can look like the right power source, but it's not the right power source for you. Everything, y'all listen to me. Everything that looks like it's the right thing, you got to test it by the spirit now. Because you get plugged into it and you will see your destiny go south. Whenever the Father has a trajectory for your life upward, you're plugged into the wrong source and you see the trajectory shifts until you recognize before you know it, I've had a data breach. Something has altered the destiny over my life. The other thing is your anointing. I am convinced of this. And you guys can judge it by the spirit. But the anointing that I walk in could not have come through the hands of the person that they came, it came through unless the, or, the Lord ordained it. I see a lot, there are a lot of anointed people in the earth, y'all. You hear what I'm saying? There are a lot of anointed, there are a lot of people that have some tremendous graces over their lives. And I appreciate them and I honor them. But I also know that there are certain people in the earth that God will connect you to 
that will have what is needed for your life to produce the weight of the anointing that the Father wants you to walk in. Say, I'm anointed. You are anointed, but I promise you, you get with the wrong person and you will find that although you should be excelling in strength and in power in the anointing, if they don't have the weight to push you there, it's going to be hard. It's going to take you longer to get there than it would if you had the right person with you. Paul had obviously the grace and the anointing for Timothy. He was able to push Timothy into what we are seeing now, and Timothy were able to do the work that Paul told him that he should be doing or that the charge that Timothy took up from Paul. We see it on so many levels how God said, separate unto me Paul and um, Barnabas for the work in which I've called them to do. Oh, yes, thank you, Lord. He says, separate unto me Paul and Barnabas for the work in which I have called them to do. But because of John Mark, Barnabas was like, man, we need to go back and get Mark. We need to go back and get him. And Paul was like, no, Mark bounced out on us the last time. Mark left. Mark dipped. He rolled out. We don't need to go back and get him. Barnabas was like, forget you, Paul. I'm going back and I'm going to get Mark. Paul said, go ahead. How many more times in the scripture do you hear about Paul and Barnabas? Who do you hear about? Paul and Silas. Now, the Holy Spirit expressively said, separate unto me Paul and Barnabas for the work that I have called them to do. So that lets me know that there are times whenever the father will have um, ordained destiny filled people that will enter your life. And the thing that I have recognized is sometimes they don't come wrapping the package that we think they should be. And we would discount them because of the package. And we don't recognize what they are walking in, that that's the thing that the Father wants us to walk in or even in greater measures. So it's important to know. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's important to know who has your DNA. Your destiny, your nourishment and the anointing that you need. Time. Connected to the wrong power source will cause a data breach of your time. Israel, because of a mindset, wandered around in the wilderness for 40 years. Because of a mindset. They would not let go of the fact that the, the, their crazy leader said that we're going to go over to the other side. And because they hit a little bit of trouble, they said, now listen at this craziness. And I'm, I'm going to put it in perspective. Listen at this craziness. They said, Moses, it was better that you left us in Egypt. That's like a black person saying, man, it was better if we just would have stayed in slavery. We should have just stayed in slavery. Why did we go through all the liberations that we, go, we went through? They only did that so that we will be coming up against this. But because the package wasn't wrapped in what they thought, they totally discounted it. And therefore, they spent 40 years in a wilderness, and they did not get a chance to see the promised land. The wrong power source will eat you of your time. The last thing is your ability, your destiny, your anointing, your time, and your ability. Have you guys seen or even heard of um, players, poor um, 
sports athlete who may have been with a particular team for so long, they never won a championship. And they were just like, man, forget it. I'm done with football. I'm done with basketball. Or even us personally, because we don't see the manifestation of a thing quickly. It seems like it's tarrying. And the Bible tells us that though the vision tarried to do what? Let's say it together. Though the vision tarried to what? Though the vision tarried to do what? Because it will surely come to pass. Now, God doesn't lie, miss, or tell jokes. If he said it, I don't care what it looks like. That's what the Father is going to do. But whenever we are connected to the wrong power source, it zaps us of our ability. We will find ourselves not wanting to do a doggone thing. Forget it all. Forget church. This ain't even right. God ain't who he say he is. I don't know what Pastor PD and Courtney talking about. Man, this, man, that. But it goes back to what's running in our background. Mm-hmm. We really got to deal with those things that are running in our background. Because previous issues brought into a current situation will cause us to miss our destiny. It was a previous situation. Let's de- and some of those situations, that even in this room, they were real situations, y'all. But whenever the Father brings truth your way and he begins to reveal to you the heart of your leaders, know that you have a safe place in which those issues that you have that have arised that you can get healed from them. Say, I can be healed. healed. You can be healed. There is no reason for any of us to walk around on this earth whenever the Father has given us uh, shepherds after his own heart to be walking around in bondage. Because at that point, we choose to be in bondage. So how do we keep our charge? One, watch what you're downloading. Mm -hmm. Two, pay attention to your low battery alert. Mm -hmm. Three, connect to a good power source and beware of the data breaches. Mm -hmm. Your destiny, your anointing, your time, and your what? And abilities. I don't want to waste any more time. I felt like there are some things in my life that I have wasted time with, and the Father has redeemed a lot of the time on my behalf and I'm grateful me and Stacy didn't get married until we were 38 years old how many single people do we have in here how many single people want to be married it is listen if y'all could use us for an example 38 years that's a long time to be waiting <laughs> like, I mean, won't, <laughs> I won't quicken in the Holy Ghost either I'm like, Lord Jesus, babe, where you at? <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, it won't the Holy Ghost. All that. It won't, brother. Mm-mm. There was another law that was at work in my body, <laughs> as the scripture says. But the thing is, is that I tried at times to make something happen that I was wasting time with. I wasted six years in one. I wasted three years in another. And when I use the word wasted, I'm using that very loosely because even in those relationships, I learned. And really, and listen, oh, yes, Lord. And really, she got a better product because of the things that I learned in the other ones. Now, did I have to go through that? No, I didn't. I didn't. If I use wisdom and if I would have listened to some of the stuff I'm teaching y'all today, I would have bypassed all of that. And Stacy could have came a whole lot sooner. She was, you were actually in Charlotte, what, for five years? Somewhere around that time? 
three, four, four or five years? Well, there were some times that I was in a relationship I probably shouldn't have been in. And I probably could have met her quicker and sooner. Uh, who knows? But the package that she got was much different than what the other ladies experienced. Well, for one, I recognized that my time was valuable. And I recognized that I was valuable to the Lord and they were valuable to the Lord. It wasn't all about me. God loved those ladies just as well as he loved me. He loved them. And whenever, but again, it goes back to what my flesh wanted. I'm getting to that age. I wanted somebody I can flex on my arm. You know, brothers, y'all know, you don't want to walk into no place and you know you see your other cats and they girl all standing out and your girl looking broke up. <laughs> well, maybe y'all are okay with that. I wasn't. <laughs> I needed her to be like, and I'm like, man, it's, it's just taking so long. So let me just, my own itching ears, in a sense. Let me just grab a hold of, you know, hey, let's just do what we do, right? But it wasn't, it was a data breach that was happening. I was messing around with my destiny, their destiny. I was messing around with my anointing, their anointing. I was definitely eating up their time and my time and ability and their ability. If I only would have just listened to the Spirit of God and held on to my charge. So when I say that God redeemed the time, by the time I met Stacy, I was a different man, totally different man. I came out of, brother, I came out of the gate like a thoroughbred. Like, girl, I'm like, look, and this is, I said, look, this is what has happened in my life. This is what I've done. This is what I've been delivered from. This is where I've been, and this is where I'm going. And I said, I just laid all that. Now, I don't encourage that, but I knew that she was a safe place. I said, now, so you can make a decision whether or not you want to be with me. And we had, she was only giving me like an hour. It ended up our first meeting in a six-hour conversation. And she just let me talk. <laughs> she just stood there nodding her head, right? So, but what happened in that moment, not that moment, but as time went along, I recognized and she recognized, oh, man. And then we had some validation from people who knew us. So it wasn't just us making a decision. We said, the body of believers that held us accountable, what do y'all think? I went to my pastor. She went to her pastor. Now, do everybody have to do that? I would suggest that you use the wisdom if you are connected with your leader like that to say, hey, pastor, I want you, I, I want you to be prayerful. I want you to look over this relationship. Oh, man, people just don't do that like, like that anymore. It's only a say, it's, it provides safety because he can tell you what he thinks. She can tell you what she thinks, but it's your decision. You can say, hey, I appreciate your wisdom, but I think this is what I still want to do. Let's, do you manipulate the people? Does anybody feel manipulated by Pastor Petey or, or Pastor Courtney? <laughs> Nobody feels manipulated by them? Y'all probably at times probably want them. Man, I wish, I wish at times Pastor would just hit me in the gut harder. Like, ugh, I wish you just really come down my street. So if you know they're not going to manipulate you, listen to their wisdom, but it's still your decision to make. But make the decision knowing that your destiny, your anointing, your time, and your ability is at stake. So that you can keep your charge. You're moving, kingdom living. You're moving. God is shifting things in this ministry. 
And so he would send a word like this to remind you, one, that you are important to him and you are on his mind. Second is that he wants you to be able to maintain the goodness of him within yourself and that he has a purpose and a destiny for you to fulfill. Every one of us. The reason why they are pastors is because of you. Do y'all believe that? Yeah. Move y'all away. Then, what? They can just come in here to an empty building. But he said that I will give you shepherds after my own heart that will feed you. Does Pastor PD, I keep saying Pastor PD, does PD feed y'all with knowledge, with understanding? He gives you the word. He encourages you to do the word. I know he encourages y'all to speak in tongues. Because PD is like, Paul, I speak in tongues more than you all. <laughs> You're like, PD, how you doing? What about Kashe? Where you going? I'm like, man, I'm glad I can interpret some of them tongues. But the Lord has you on his mind, and that's what I want to leave with you guys. Hold on to your charge. Don't let it go. Woman of God, I've been, I, you probably thought I'm like crazy because my eyes been bouncing back and forth. But you just popped out. And I promise you, don't get weary and well-doing because you will reap if you faint not. Don't get weary and well-doing. Hold on. But if you believe God for it and you haven't seen it come to pass, continue to believe him. If it's in alignment with what he has called you to do and your purpose, Hold on. Don't let go. That's the scripture that I heard over your life. Hold on. Don't let go. Yeah. Don't do not. The word relent. Don't relent. Don't draw back. Well, maybe that wasn't what God was saying. Don't let go. It's all here. Oh, yeah, that was the right key right there. It wasn't really. So. <laughs> I wouldn't know what to do with that king. So what I want to do is that I want to pray for Huh? Oh, yeah, the king. I want to pray for um, some of you guys, if you will allow me to. And what this prayer is, is, again, I shared with y'all for 15 years I walked with my pastor. And they weren't hard. They weren't all easy 15 years. There were some years I can honestly say that there's a certain segment of my life that I don't really remember because I knew the Lord had me in the grinder. At the time, I didn't know. I just felt that it was pressure. But it was a lot of transition that was happening. And there were times that I just wanted to throw it up and be like, man, God, I'm out of here. But to be able to experience what I experience now is partly connected to how I endured the, those seasons. And as this ministry transitioned, because there is a transition, but there would be other transitions to where, <laughs> wow, PD. I don't know how close this is, but there will be other transitions to where he may be gone for about a month because God has sent him, hey, I need you to go over to this group of people. I need you to feed them. I need you to give them the word. I need you to pour into them. Da, 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 da. Whatever it is that God may have him to do, can you still hold on to the charge? And whenever he returns, he see the church increased. He see the church flourish. He saw that the numbers, more people joined the church in his absence. He can't do, him and Pastor Courtney won't be able to do this by themselves. He's going to need you guys. 
because you guys are the next leaders that he's going to begin to appointing to different things. So my prayer, what I want to pray for you concerning today is that you don't lose your charge and that you don't get mixed up in whenever the movement starts happening because a lot of times people get lost in some of the transition because they feel that they may not fit, can find their place or I don't know where I fit in it anymore. Something feels different. Don't jump ship. Don't jump ship unless you absolutely know the Lord is calling you somewhere else. Do not jump ship. Do not jump ship because the Father is taking this ministry somewhere beautiful. Ooh, so I even hear the word training ground, that like training facilities. You guys may see some people come in and they're here for a, a year or two, but then they're sent out because everybody won't come to stay. Some people will come and stay, but then there'll be some people that are here. They're going to get equipped and ready for ministry and they're gone. There wasn't anything wrong with the pastors, but it's a part of the call that is on his life. So if he gets bogged down into taking the leaders and having to consistently pour, 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 pour for those that are supposed to come in and just receive, receive, receive from him and then go, he won't have the energy to do it. It's going to be a data breach on him and, and Pastor Courtney of their time and their ability and their anointing. It's going to draw. But whenever he has this strong leadership, Whenever he can say, oh, I know that brother deal with finances. This, this couple right here are having a hard time. I need you to go to brother so-and-so. They're going to help you. I need you to go to sister and so-and-so because she's going to teach you how to pray. I need you to go to this couple because they're going to teach you how to hold, their, hold your marriage together. Y'all see what I'm saying? He's gonna, they're going to have to appoint those different leaders. And please, whatever you do, do not allow the spirit of competition or jealousy to rest anywhere on you. No jealousy, no competition. No jealousy. Y'all say that with me. No jealousy and no competition. It's not favoritism. It is they have to hear from the Lord and they may appoint somebody that y'all like. I don't know why he appointed them. But when he hears from the Lord, you want him to obey God. So you may not understand it. But trust him. There's a lot of movement that my former pastor did that I did not understand. So I had to trust him in some things. And in those areas, and there, there was one particular time, I remember, he made a public announcement. Y'all, I'm sorry. I moved too quick on something, and I shouldn't have done that. And you have that type of pastors. You have those type of pastors that I'm sure if there was a movement that it was like, oh, we probably shouldn't have done that, that they are man and woman of God enough and mature enough to say, y'all, I missed it. Oh, don't that make you want to submit to somebody like that? That they're not afraid to say whenever they miss it? Amen. So if we could just stand to our feet. That concludes this week's message, and thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 519, Rancocas, New Jersey, 08073. And lastly, 
If you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, contact us via email at partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to His word. God bless you.